This is David Keith, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. We are back for another edition of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. This is episode 430 of the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, from an officer and a gentleman, David Keith will be joining us. And he has a new movie out called Heritage Falls, which is going to be on Sunday, October 16th on INSP-TV, and it's at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. So be sure to check that out. It's a good film, and David Keith will be coming up shortly. We're going to talk about that and a whole lot of other stuff right here on On Screen and Beyond. And we've got a lot of things coming your way as far as remakes and upcoming new movies, sequels, TV and movie DVD releases, and the whole works. It's right here on On Screen and Beyond. Let's get started. It's time for Remake Madness. Please hang up and try again. Remake Madness, well, the remake of Predator was in talks with Benicio Del Toro to play a part, in fact, star in it, but that fell through, so now they are talking with Narc's Boyd Holbrook, and uh, they're talking with him to see if uh, he's going to play the lead in that one, and time will tell if that'll work out, and we'll tell you once we hear. And Helen Mirren and Kira Knightley will star in Disney's remake of The Nutcracker, and Guy Ritchie? He's going to direct Disney's live-action Aladdin movie. That's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies? Upcoming new movies, John Hamm of Mad Men fame is coming out with Keeping Up with the Joneses this month, but he has many other projects in the works, and you can look for him next year in Baby Driver with Kevin Spacey, Jamie Foxx, and John Bernthal. Uh, it's a comedy, and it's an action movie. So uh, we'll see what he does with that one. And you can look for Kevin Spacey also to be in Rebel in the Rye. Now, this is coming out next year, and it's a film about uh, a biopic, actually, about the author of Catcher in the Rye. And James McAvoy, Charlize Theron, and John Goodman will star in a thriller called The Coldest City in 2017, as an undercover M-16 agent sets out to recover a list of double agents. That's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, taking you down to Sequel City, it's time for sequel information right here on On Screen and Beyond. Sequel City in 2017, July 14th to be exact, Bad Moms, gets a spin-off movie called Bad Dads. And 2017 will bring us a sequel to Batman Return of the Cape Crusader with Adam West and Burt Ward. And William Shatner is going to be giving us the voice of Two-Face in that one. And the director of Hairspray is in talks to direct Disney's Enchanted sequel called Disenchanted. 
That's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD? We've got it next. TV on DVD, well, Marvel's Daredevil, the complete first season, will fly into stores on Blu-ray and DVD on November 8th. American Gothic Season 1 hits DVD on December 13th. And the 12th and final season of NYPD Blue comes our way on January 17th on DVD in a five-disc set. That's it for TV on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD? This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Movies on DVD, November 15th, Disney's The Jungle Book, Collector's Edition, on Blu-ray 3D arrives on November 15th. Jason Bourne with Matt Damon makes its way to digital HD on November 15th, and on Blu-ray and DVD on December 6th. And let's see, Bridget Jones' Baby arrives on December 13th. That's it for Movies on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to take a peek at what's coming away as far as TV and entertainment time. TV and entertainment time. Well, it looks like Ash vs. Evil Dead has been renewed for a third season over at Stars, And American Horror Story has already been renewed for a seventh season. That's it for TV and entertainment time. Next on On Screen and Beyond... It's Celebrity Birthdays. We baked you a birthday cake. If you get it to me, eh? And you moan and groan and woe. Don't forget we told you so. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! (laughs) Celebrity Birthdays. Well, on October 12th, Hugh Jackman turns 48, and Kurt Cameron of Growing Pains turns 46. October 13th, it's Paul Simon turning 75, and Marie Osmond turns 57 on October 14th. James Bond, Roger Moore turns 89. October 15th, Penny Marshall turns 73. And October 16th, Angela Lansbury turns 91. And on October 17th, Eminem, 44. And let's see, listener birthdays, October 15th. Alan C. of St. Paul, Minnesota, will be turning 43. If you, a friend, or a relative have a birthday coming up, be sure to send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And all of us all over the world listening to On Screen and Beyond will wish you a very happy birthday. And that's it for celebrity birthdays and listener birthdays. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, I had the chance to interview David Keith. Remember him from Officer and a Gentleman and so many other movies and TV shows. He has a new movie coming out this Sunday night at 8 o'clock Eastern Time on INSP. And the movie, it's called Heritage Falls. It's a great film. I had a chance to check it out, and I think you'll really enjoy it. It's something for the whole family to enjoy 
And you should be watching that on Sunday night, October 16th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on INSP. Be sure to check it out. David Keith, he's next right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, our guest is an actor who will remember for many roles in films including Brubaker, Firestarter, Men of Honor, U-571, Behind Enemy Lines, The Rose, and of course, An Officer and a Gentleman, and on TV on Hawaii Five-0, CSI Miami, and many others. His latest film, Heritage Falls, airs this Sunday, October 16th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on INSP. It's David Keith. David, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thanks, Brian. Good to be here. Now, David, I've had the chance to preview the film Heritage Falls, and I enjoyed it very much. It was really good. a good movie. Good, good. Yeah, I, I had a ball making it, and uh, and I, I think it's going to appeal to a lot of people. I do. It's it's you know it's one of those pictures that is about something that just about everybody goes through. Uh, you know, the the toughest relationships are with the people you love the most, and uh, and and you know, it just seems like the harder you try to make a, a, a difficult relationship in your family work, the, the more the more uh, poop you step in. So uh, I know I've got a, I've got a fourteen year old, and you know, if I said breathe air, she'd breathe water. <laughs> I know how you. I know what you mean. <laughs> so, first off, give us an idea of what Heritage Falls is about, just so our audience knows. I play the winningest high school basketball coach in the state of Georgia's history who is retiring. His players come to the the last game and all talk about how like he was a father to them. And I'm, I I have been like a father to all my players throughout the years. But the one person that I get, don't get along with is my son and who's grown and he doesn't get along with his son. And so I give, as a birthday gift to my son, I give a weekend for the three of us, the grandfather, the son, and the, and the grandson, um, a weekend up at the cabin uh, with an obstacle course and so forth for a bonding sort of survival weekend um, for, for the three of us. And um, the cabin is a little more comfortable than you would imagine for a survivalist weekend. But the main thing is our, all our, our personalities are cooped up in one spot for, for three days. So that's what has to, you know, it, it has to make or break the family. And, uh, it's, it's, I, I gotta say, I probably more families have been in a situation like that with, with their kids than, than have not. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I think everybody, a lot of people are going to identify with it yeah. now, and enjoy it. Supposedly it took place in Georgia. Now, did you actually film it in Georgia? Or I mean, the scenery yeah, was we beautiful. Filmed, we, we filmed in Tacoa, Georgia, um, where there's the highest waterfalls. Tacoa Falls are the highest waterfalls in the southeastern United States. I think they're 83 feet high. It's absolutely gorgeous country. Uh, beautiful places to hike and camp everywhere. And we really exploited that 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 beauty that uh just the, golly, the, the visuals in the movie are worth it alone and um and it was it was it was great because i live in knoxville tennessee and i could drive back and forth you know oh, on the weekends okay. i could drive home 
be with my kids and, and then turn around and drive back. It's about three hours through winding mountain roads, but it was kind of fun. Yeah. So how, how did you get involved with the film? But the usual way. My agents heard about it, and they made an offer, and we asked for a little more and got a little more like to, like we usually do, and and uh, and we said yes. I read the script and thought it was – it really appealed to me. You know, I read a lot of uh, low-budget movie scripts, and they're just crap. You know, and mm-hmm. sometimes I'll take them as a money job if I don't have to be gone too long. But this one, I really liked what it was about. I liked that those family dynamics, and I thought it was a it was poignant and uh, and relevant. And uh, I, I did want to have a meeting about some rewrites and some not big rewrites, just little tweaks here and there. And the director writer was totally open to that. Um, and so we just over the phone went through the script and he said, thank you. I think you made this better. And, and it was just, just, you know, I got to tell you, it was one of the most fertile, um, artistically, one of the most fertile relationships uh, I've had in 40 years. I, I liked everybody. Uh, we all got along. We did great work. The crew was phenomenally fast. And, you know, the, the biggest downside to making movies or single camera television shows is the downtime for an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody else gets to work all day and have fun. The actor gets to work 15, 20 minutes and then sit down for two hours while they set up the next <laughs> shot. Man, you didn't sit down for five minutes before this crew was ready to shoot. Wow. I mean, it was, it was yeah. So everybody hung out on the set. You never went back to your trailer. There was no point in having a dressing room you know, available near set because you, you were going to sit down in your chair next to the camera, and when you sat there five, ten minutes, you're ready to shoot again. So it was... Uh, that was really enjoyable. The deep, the director of photography was very good, very meticulous, but extremely fast. Hmm. You just can't beat that, yeah. not, you know, from from my standpoint. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm sure you get bored after a while if you're not doing something. Oh God! People ask me how do you. I, so, always the question is, well, how did you enjoy making that movie? Because they liked watching a movie, so they think I loved making it. And I think back, well, let's see, what book was I reading? What town was I in? How hot was it? You know, I don't think about any of the stuff involved with actually the actual acting part. Yeah. Wow. Now, uh, you and uh, Colby Ryan McLaughlin and Keenan Johnson are, are really the pivotal three in the film uh, for most of the time. Uh, and and you, you guys really seem to have a connection. Uh, had you ever worked with these guys or knew them at all? No. No, wow. never met them. Um, but it was it helped because we kind of had the same relationship off screen that we did on. You know, uh, I picked on Kobe, Kobe picked on Kia, and Kia and I ganged up on Kobe. <laughs> so it was it was very much like uh, like the relationship on screen. Wow! And all in a fun way. When I say picked on, no, I understand. My dad, oh, yeah. picked, my dad picked on me, so that's the only way I know to show love. Yeah, pick on people. <laughs> <laughs> now, if I, I'm picking on you, I love you. <laughs> I, I got to ask you because yeah. the, one of the scenes, I'm, I, I don't want to give away too much because I, I hate it when somebody tells the whole story, you know. But there was one scene in there where you guys were uh, arm wrestling, and then they yeah. they went off and they, they insinuated what what happened. But who really won? <laughs> and how many times did you, you know, do that? I, I had had shoulder surgery and was going through physical therapy, so I couldn't arm wrestle. Oh, I, we had, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't put my. And Kobe was in much better shape than me. I've, I'm in a lot better shape now than I was then. I lost 22 pounds, and I've, I've, I'm working out every day, and 
I'm uh, in much better physical shape now than I was then. I might give him a give him a shot now, but that Kobe man, he was fit. He was shredded, and um, and you know he probably would have beaten. But I couldn't even test my my arm, so uh, that yeah. was. Huh. He did get beat. He, he the first AD beat him, and and somebody else. He, Kobe got beat by about three people. I'm, I'm not sure if he beat anybody, but but you know, in between shots, everybody was sitting down in arm wrestling. Yeah. Well, I think you know when when something like that happens, it, it, it's bound to get people to start doing that just sure. just for the fun of it. <laughs> sure. Now, um, uh, Nancy Stafford is also in the film, and uh, mm-hmm. actually, Nancy's been a, a guest here. We've had her on the show before. Oh in the wow. Past. And Sidney uh, uh, Penny is on the show, in the film. It's got quite a cast. I was, you know, really surprised. Yeah, yeah, they they got some. You know, that's what happens when you have good material. Uh, good material will not always trump good money, but when it's decent money, which this was, and and good material, it's hard to say no to. And a beautiful place to shoot. Mm. You know, it could have been a miserable shoot. If we, we, if we had started a month later, it would have been, you know, in the high 80s, low 90s, and would have been a miserable shoot because we were outdoor, you know, as you, as you see by looking at the movie. We did we weren't indoors a lot. Mm-hmm. In fact, the hottest days were spent in this house uh, shooting indoors where the air conditioner froze. Hmm. Wow. They, they, had it, they had it turned down too low, and the, it, it froze up on us, and, and so there was no AC for... Uh, you know, a good fourteen-hour day, and that was that was the hottest we were the, the entire. Well, no, when we shot it, you know, when we're walking across that big granite top, the big flat looks like the surface of the moon. Mm-hmm. That we're walking across that rock. That was the hottest exterior day. That was pretty. Yeah, it was cool in the morning, but by the afternoon, it was like a skillet. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> Now, this is a, a little bit different role from what we're used to seeing you do. Uh, a lot of times we see you either as a uh, a military person or a uh, a police officer or something like that, you know, a, a, an authoritative figure. Uh, but you are also being a coach, too. But uh, do you enjoy trying different roles? Yeah, I've done a little bit of everything. I think the only thing most of my roles have in common is I die in most movies. <laughs> but, uh, was acting what you always wanted to do? Since I was a junior in high school, I, when I was a sophomore, I wanted to be a, a, a defense attorney. And I worked for Ray Jenkins' law firm in Knoxville. Ray Jenkins was the lawyer who defended the Army in the McCarthy hearings when, when uh, McCarthy was going after the U.S. Army mm-hmm. in part communist and you know and he's on his witch hunt and i got to work for ray jenkins for 25 bucks a week and i realized that you know courtroom theatrics was it was you know just a tiny portion of of the rest was homework and that didn't appeal to me and the following year that was in summer of 70 and the following spring of 71 i had my first speaking role in my high school uh, theater production of uh of the music man. I played Charlie Cowell, the anvil salesman. And I just, it just like a light bulb came on. This is what I not only am good at, but I really like it. And although music was my biggest passion, you know, playing guitar and singing, and I've had several bands throughout the years, I knew that I could do that well and make good money and get girls. (laughs) And so that was, those those were my motivating factors. (laughs) Well, I stayed single till I was 45, 
uh, got married for the first time at 45, my first child at 47, and second child at 57. Wow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Looking back at when you started your career, I noticed that one of your first roles was on Happy Days. Yeah, I, I, to be honest, That'll I don't rem- I don't remember it, but <laughs> it'll be on this November. It shows every election day um, because I run against Richie Cunningham for class president. Okay. Um, so if there is a if Happy Days is still on in syndication. Invariably, they'll show that show on Election Day. Ah. So look for it. Look for it somewhere this November, TV Land or or some channel. Yeah. Now, are we going to recognize you, or, or were you so young that? Yeah. If you, yeah. You know, I, I wasn't a whole lot different in Happy Days than I was Officer and a Gentleman. So if you okay. remember me from Officer and a Gentleman, now now you know in Heritage Falls, it's going to be hard to recognize me from an Officer and a Gentleman. Some people say you look just alike. Other people say, hey, you look like your dad. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just tell them, no, I, I'm, I'm still who I used to be. Well, you look like a, a, a basketball coach in there, in that film, in Harry's yeah, Falls. Yeah, who, who, who can't push away from the ta- dinner table. <laughs> I, I, I got to tell you, when I saw some clips of that, I was embarrassed. So I, I immediately you know, got started working out, went on a diet, lost 20 of the, of the 35 I need to lose. So. Hmm. But you look, I mean, you just have that look, it, it, more so a football coach, you know, that, that everybody would be be seeing in, uh, uh, you know, in high school. It, it, you just have My that. My wife tells me I should coach football because I, that's, that's, you know, University of Tennessee football is my passion. And, uh, and I don't know a little bit about the game. I don't really know the modern defensive schemes by name, but uh, I, I I'd make an okay football coach. Motivationally, I'd make a really good football coach. But uh, the X's and O's, I'd have to leave my coordinators. Hmm. Did you play football when you were in high school? I played football until I got my knees hurt. I played football from, let's see, eight eight years old through uh, eighth grade, my junior high team. And then I got my knees hurt. And uh, and I wasn't getting any bigger or faster. So I was a 147-pound offensive and defensive tackle. It went both ways. Mm-hmm. So you don't, you know, at 147, you're not going to play a whole lot. You're not going to play a whole lot longer. Huh, yeah. So now, now you mentioned uh, officer and a gentleman. Uh, was was that a role that's that they looked for you for, or did you just go to an open I call? I actually read. I, well, I actually, you know, I was in LA, and you read for roles back then, and I read for Richard Gere's part. So when I got the message from my agent tonight, they you know they were going to go with Richard Gere for that role, but were interested in me for Sid Worley. I was heartbroken. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought I was going to get the lead in the movie. That's what I was hoping for. Mm-hmm. And uh, I you know I didn't realize what that movie would do for me. You know, it's the it's far and away the, the big the most successful picture I've ever been in. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, you know, people still it's amazing they're living hear my voice. And turn around and say, 
hey, aren't you that guy from Officer and Gentleman? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I I walk into a restaurant or a bar or whatever now, and, and you know, some beautiful twenty-something young lady will walk up and and say, uh, "Are you David Keith?" And I'll go, "Why, yes, I am." And she'll say, uh, "Were you an Officer and Gentleman?" And I smile and say, "Yes, I was." And she goes. That was my mom's favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> or I've even heard that was my grandmother's favorite. Oh, that started now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, at least they remember something. Right, right. Yeah, that's the thing. Important thing. Remember it. Yeah. But now you mentioned that being the the biggest movie you're in. But you've been in a lot of amazing movies: The Rose and Brubaker and and all those others. The the, the people that you've yeah. worked with is, is incredible. Yep, yep. You know, Gene Hackman and Behind Enemy Lines. And, yes, uh, yeah. And, um, yeah, the, the Lords of Discipline. And actually, I think the best movie I was ever in is still my second film, The Great Santini with Robert Duvall. Mm -hmm. I think that's the best movie on a whole um, because it was so story driven and the director wrote the script. So he never deviated from the story, he let the story govern the camera. Um, I think Lords of Discipline, that was the opposite. The director let the camera dictate the story, and I think that was the reason it wasn't a success. Um, it's a good movie, but a much better book because you know the story was so compelling. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I've, I've been lucky to to work um, to work pretty regularly for 40 years. Moving back to Tennessee, I moved back to Knoxville in 2001, and that's been difficult, you know, because now I don't go in on meetings and auditions i put i put roles on tape right um at a facility here in knoxville and and, and electronically send them out and that's a little tougher to not be in the room with the people um but it's great if i because if i'm putting it on tape if i mess up i can do another take right you go into a room live you mess up it's just you mess up right yeah like theater right yeah but, but uh, I, I wouldn't trade raising my children and and you know, in a normal environment mm -hmm. yeah. for anything about my career in the world. I mean, I'm so happy they're growing up in, in Tennessee. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I Dave, love Tennessee. Everything, everything except the politics. Yeah. Well, politics is the same everywhere. <laughs> not really. <laughs> no. Not the red state there is. So, uh, <laughs> not crazy about that. Uh, well, David, um, People, we talked about all your movies that you've done and the people you've worked with, but people should definitely watch Heritage Falls because uh, it's. It, it, I myself get tired of the explosions and everything, you know, the men in tights and all those things that are going on. And this is a really good movie to sit down and watch with your family. Uh, and uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, everybody should watch. You it. don't have any fear. You don't have any fear of of you know something coming up that you have to explain to your right. kids or that you, you know, you wince. I mean, just today's situation comedies, you know, uh, mm -hmm. how I met your mother and big bang theory. And, and it all started with two and a half men. It's just, it's, it was nothing, but not even sexual innuendo. It's just blatant sexual content mm -hmm. from yeah. one end to the other. Exactly. You know, it much worse than actually, actually going to the movies. Yeah. yeah. Prime time situation comedies are probably the, you know, you know, you got porn and then sitcoms and then, then R-rated movies are, are a distant third. Well, they don't, don't have, have to worry about sex. Believe me, I'm, yeah. I'm not a, I'm no prude. I'm right. a Democrat, so I'm certainly no prude. But the, but, but that, that just, you know, I, I watch, 
I watch some of those sitcoms on a plane sometimes, you know, they have a lot of have TV yes. shows. Yep. And God, it's hard to embarrass an old thespian. <laughs> I get, I cringe, you know, thespians, it's, actors are, are notoriously the most ribald, mm-hmm. you know, of all, of all professions. And, and for, for an actor, a four, a 40 year veteran actor to wince at some of the content is, is, uh, is the saying something. So this is a movie you will not wince hearing. Mm-hmm. And, and it's very enjoyable. It's a movie that they don't want to miss. It's on INSP and that's on October 16th, Sunday night at 8 PM Eastern time. And they should all check it. Uh, David, I'd like to finish up with two final questions. Sure. And these are what everybody tells me. These are the toughest questions I ask. So <laughs> we'll, we'll okay. find out. When you sit back and relax, what are your favorite TV shows that you watch now and in the past? And what's your favorite movies now and of the past? Not the movies I was in, right? My, my yeah. favorite movies. Just, just you, in general. They may be ones you were in, but in well, general. My, 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 favorite, my favorite movies are A Clockwork Orange, The Godfather, Misfits with uh, Marilyn Monroe and Clark Gable, Montgomery mm-hmm. Cliff. Um... Uh, Fargo, yeah, Traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, those are some of my favorite movies. The TV shows that I'm watching now are Better Call Saul and Ray Donovan. Mm-hmm. Those are the, the, my two favorite shows. I just finished up House of Lies, which I love. I love House of Cards. I watch all of that. Oh yeah. Um, uh, and the going back from that, my, I binge watched. I started binge watching The Sopranos. Back in L.A., uh, somebody started sending me the, the, the videotapes, and I started binge-watching Sopranos and then got, got into the West Wing, and the West Wing got me through eight years of W. And uh, and then, then I, you know, it's just been it's usually a couple shows uh, that, that I, I loved Breaking Bad. I loved um, uh, Boardwalk Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, but my favorite thing to watch is, you know, an away game of Tennessee football. You know, I'd rather watch, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's like everything revolves in the fall around ten- the Tennessee football team. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's too, Tennessee football, if you grow up in Knoxville, it's too important to enjoy. It's not even fun. It, it's, it's like having a relative in major surgery <laughs> uh, because it's so important to your, mm-hmm. your vital happiness, you know, your core happiness for the rest of the week and beyond. So we we lost a tough game, you know, with seven turnovers to, to Texas A and M in overtime. We wouldn't have even been in overtime. We'd have been twenty points up on them. We don't turn the ball over, so that was really tough to swallow. But they they're a resilient team that fights back every week, and and so that's. But that's not. I don't even consider that a TV show. I consider that you know a vital part of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what's the second tough question? I, I certainly rattled that, on about that one. That was it. TV and movies. What are your favorite TV shows and oh, movies? Oh, okay. That was it. All so right. it wasn't that bad, All really. Right. But <laughs> no, that's not a tough question. All right, David. Well, thank you so much. I, I, I thank you for sharing with us and everybody. Like I said, should be watching Heritage Falls uh, Sunday night on INSP, and that's Sunday at eight p.m. Eastern time. So thank you very much. David. Thank you. Take care.
A big thank you going out to David Keith for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. Great guy, and he's got uh, a lot of things in the works. And also, of course, his past credits is just incredible. Be sure to check out all those movies he was in. And be sure to check him out on INSP TV, 8 o'clock Eastern Time, Sunday night, October 16th, in his new movie, Heritage Falls. Check it out. It's a good film. And let's see, let's see. We have a lot of other things coming our way this week. And uh, in the next couple of weeks, we got some great guests coming your way. So hold on to your hats. It's going to be coming at you fast and furious. And that's it. That's a wrap for this week. If you are on Facebook, be sure to like us. If you uh, have a suggestion for a guest, send it to me at feedback at onscreentobeyond.com. And I'll see what I can do about getting that person on. And uh, that's it. That's a wrap for this week. So until next time, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care.